listen to part one if you haven't listened to part one yet. There was one, um, I didn't really have this issue. Uh, some I saw had this issue with the, like, Luce's, like, death and rebirth storyline here. Rebirth, not, you know what I mean. Um, that, like, once I thought about, I decided, no, no, I don't agree. I think it was done well. Uh, and it was this idea that, like, or the collector didn't understand what death means and didn't understand that death is, like, is this permanent thing. And the fact that Luce comes back, even though, of course, it's necessary for the story, undermines that message, uh, undermines, like, the collector's lesson. No. And I was like, I think there's validity to this point, so I'm going to think about it. And I think that the collector didn't necessarily... The lesson wasn't death is permanent. The lesson is sometimes things are out of your control. And I think that's what's most important that the collector learned. And I think the fact that, you know, he tried to bring Luce back and couldn't do it. Lesson learned there, you know? Yeah. Lesson, yes. lesson done. The lesson is that, yeah, death matters. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. Yeah. I think because, it, yeah, it's not this thing that, yeah, you can't. Like, it, it, he was powerless in terms of being able to bring her back. And that was something that had to be reckoned with. And I think, yeah, part of why it is so shocking, because you touched on Alex. It's like, oh, it's maybe this thing of, like, it's getting you really close to this point of, like, feeling that she can't come back from this. And I think even like disregarding that i think it's just it hits so hard because of what we were talking about before of like the groundwork has been established of like listen death is a very real thing and imagine like we kind of just sit in this visceral moment of like we experience Luce's death like this is this thing of like you know and she and she puts her life on the line to protect the click because once again i think it also speaks to this idea of like she feels personal responsibility for a wrong thing happening and it's like wow because she gave this like very very true and good advice to the collector very you know that then it nearly resulted in the collector's own death that then it's like she again is giving herself so much guilt the score in this moment i'm really glad you mentioned because like it's so yeah. powerful i will never forget it i'm getting chills just thinking about it it's yeah hauntingly beautiful is the way to describe it it's just, this is, I think this is the part, like, I mean, the whole special is brilliant, but, like, this is when it crosses into that sublime territory of you're just watching this, yeah, like, jaw on the floor, like, what is it I'm seeing right now? This is, like, an unforgettable, immersive experience, and just the transition into, yeah, like, light coming down, and, like, when you see, like, it's, like, loose kind of, like, drowning, it's, like, oh, it's the, it's so artistically, exceptionally done. Luce's line right after, the, uh, you know, she gets plunged in the water of, uh, like, oh, I know what I should have told them. Just, ugh. Yeah. It's it's just yeah. heartbreak after heartbreak. Yeah. Heartbreak after heartbreak through all of that. I should have thanked them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that, oh. that I think, is one of the most powerful yeah, line deliveries. Definitely. Even. Not just this special, but the entire show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, like, um, in the post-hoot, because famously, uh, Sarah Nicole Robles before the episode came out, said, like, oh, there was one part of the episode where, like, I cried uncontrollably. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. And so I was, yeah. so watching the episode, after the fact, I guess, I thought, oh, like, obviously it was that. And the post dude apparently she was like, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't, I should have thanked them. It was near the end when she said, a chapter of my life <sighs> is over, which feels like kind of such a, like, you know, just regular old line. But I guess, you know, it kind of felt relevant to her personally as well. Um, but anyway, that's kind of a... No, well, it's funny you say that because like what I what I would say while while we're on that is just because the lead into that line I think is so beautiful of the 
I had learned the Titan's language, but now I had no one to speak it oh. to. Which is like that what a what an incredible concept to think about. I mean, just like yeah, I think that really cements the idea of like a chapter of her life being over. It's not just over because this is the end of the show. It's over because something something was ended. taken from her that was so intrinsic yeah. to her as a person. Yeah, and it's become fantasy. It's become a, yeah. So yeah, Luce is about to is like practically plunged into the dead waters until you know a hand reaches down, pulls her out, and as soon as you see that arm come, you're like, okay, there. This is how she's coming back. And it's yeah. Papa Titan, who I did not realize at the time, voiced by Aaron Hansen, which is, I don't know if either of you have seen, like, the animated clips of, like, Papa Titan talking yep. with, like, random Game Grumps clips yes. being, like, yeah. macaroni, lasagna, or whatever. Fucking Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah. He should have introduced by himself by saying, hey, I'm Grump. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Lucy's like, I'm not so Grump. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you really so... will be Grump looking. <laughs> Does that mean I'm grump looking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Papa Titan is wearing a bad girl coven shirt and glyph pants and very notably very notably has hoodie in the eye. So we're gonna talk about this. And <laughs> and we maybe not right now. Maybe we'll save that. But so we learn a few interesting things. We learn if you go under without a portal, you really will be dead looking. We learn that the in-between realm is in between a lot of things, um, which makes a lot of sense because, I mean, the Titan's here and has been here for who knows how many thousands and thousands of years. We know the Collector's been there. We know Luce has passed through there a few times. We know King has been there in like a, a dreamscape. Um, so really it's like, it must be a massive realm for because you kind of get the sense from looking at it that's all kind of the same thing but it must be like enormous maybe like infinitely big for these people to like to never run into each other it's a constant also, in between hmm. mm. we also learn that uh Luce and papa titan are very different from bellows um and i think the way in which this is all articulated and explained and with the voice performances from both of them is just so incredible and i feel like because it's this thing of like well of course then they're different but like no i i think when especially the way loose explains it when it's like oh you know like bella says he's trying to save humanity and we're saying we want to save our families so isn't that the same thing are the feelings like coming from the same place it's like well like when she explains it that way you sort of understand her mindset i feel like I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I feel like uh, a lot of people, at least I, could certainly relate to this idea of, like, you know, you really want to be a good person. And this idea of, like, you know, having done something wrong, like, you feel, like, just immensely guilty about that. And you're like, oh, man, like, am I, do I just suck? Is this just wrong? And, like, I feel like it was just so therapeutic to hear it, like, just explained, yeah, very clearly of, like, you assume Bellis's goal comes from a genuine place. But that man doesn't care about anything but his need to be the hero in his own delusion. I and that, that again brings yes. us back to the fantasy element, right? Where it's like, you know, for him, that's that's the problematic fantasy as opposed mm -hmm. to, you know, the, the, the proper fantasy. Because, like, Bellows fears what he can't control. But a lot of what has made loses time within this fantastical world so special is that, you know, she's learned to embrace, like, kind of the uncontrollable and unpredictable 
aspects of it. Like it didn't go in the way that she expected or that she read about or watched, you know, and that's part of what makes it so beautiful and exciting every day. Yes. I want to, this actually just reminded me, I think it ties in very closely with episode two, which is before wizards. Cause in that episode, mm-hmm. Luce wanted to be the hero in a delusion. Right. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, like, you know, do I want to live in a fantasy world where I'm the hero and Ida kind of brought her back down to, to reality. And of course, you know, that never happened to, to Philip. And I don't think yeah. Luce would have, you know, become a terrorist if she had, you know, not no. uh, listened to, to Ida or anything like that. But, uh, but Luce's but yeah, days think... of dreaming that she's a hero are, are kind of behind her. And now she has nightmares about being the villain. And that's why we open the episode in the way that we do. And mm-hmm. it's like she needs to learn to love and trust herself. And that's really her journey in this special. And it just, I was really going into this, like, how are they going to satisfyingly do it? Like, I hope it's not like just kind of put aside and it's like, oh, well, she defeats him. And that's that. It's like, no, like, it's really like the time it's taken to explain it. And that's, and that's why it's so satisfying at the end when she just doesn't give him an int when he tries to pull his BS again, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. with Luce worrying about being the villain, it, it's similar to people that have intrusive thoughts. If you're worrying about those intrusive thoughts, mm. that means you don't want to do them right so with Luce, she (laughs) she knows that she's not a villain deep deep down but she's going to worry about it obviously because all the signs are there yeah yeah the fact it's it's often said it's like a refrain like when like someone is saying like oh i'm really worried that then they think about this or like it's gonna come off the right it's like the fact that we're having this conversation means that you care (laughs) and it matters to you and it's a priority for you and truly i mean it's not like that's necessarily enough on its own but like it's certainly a step in the right direction yeah i think honestly like not to get too philosophical even though we've already kind of done so uh, but like uh i think this is a really great like takedown of subjective idealism which i think is very important to do because it's a very like like pervasive idea that infects a lot of of spaces of like oh i think this way and you think that way and who's to say which one is more valid than the other every perspective is equally as good as one another which is not the case because some yeah. thoughts are correct and some thoughts are incorrect <laughs> and right. and some like you know i mean a great example of this is like the, the labor movement where you have like oh well like the workers want higher wages, but the bosses want the workers to have lower wages. And so who's to say who's right and who's wrong and who's which was actually better, you know? And it's kind of like a, a, a dumbed down, I guess, real life example of it. But it's the exact same philosophy that would have someone believing like, oh, but Philip is just trying to save humanity and isn't like the intention all that matters and isn't everyone's own intention in their own head correct whether it's connected to the real world or not yeah no i mean it is it is very much this thing of like yeah there's an internal battle going on and <laughs> i mean it makes all the more sense why it's like yeah this is down below because yeah there's an external battle to still be fought and that's and that's what's up above or a duel in- i guess however we're going to put it <laughs> um yeah intention and execution are wildly different things. And I think we do learn that uh, through this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we even see, we can even see with loose 
what her intention was with telling the collector that all that you need is kindness and forgiveness, or not exactly those words, but that mm-hmm. intention yeah. and result there end up varying wildly. Heard a little bit, but I do love um, Papa Titan's line uh, of quoting uh, King of saying, "I, I am king and queen, best of both worlds." We did yeah. not skip over this. I was just about to mention this. Um, good. Oh, good, good, good. And w- one thing I was going to mention about this in particular is, I mean, King, so we now know that like Titans are not extinct and like King can have babies one day because Titans reproduce asexually. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. And I, it's, 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 a, it's a great callback both because it's a wonderful line and also I think it further sells this idea. Like it's not just a callback of like, haha, remember this. It's like, well... He's been watching. He's he has sort of been even though we haven't been seeing him, he's yeah. been watching. <laughs> That's the watching part of the title. This was my see. There's something about this that that I don't know that rubs my cheeks a little bit because when what? loose when <laughs> what? loose did you just say to us? I said it rubs my cheeks a little bit. I thought so you were gonna say it rubs you the wrong way, but instead you said something that's not a thing. Yeah, I decided to. You said the incorrect terminology. I was gonna say the normal one. I decided to make one up. Anyway, when Luce is in the in between realm and Mm -hmm. sees like those cubes, like in yesterday's lie, she was able to speak to V. She was able to speak to her mom. So now that the Titan's here, can he speak to King and just chooses not to? Or is he unable to do anything except watch? And is the thought occurred to me that like, oh, maybe he knows it's best that he just stand back and just and not interfere or not talk to anyone. Or is he just actually unable to for some reason I can't think of? Do you think because he his physical form is dead, that's yeah. the reason why he can't talk to King? Because you know when when Luz was talking to her mom or talking to V. You know, she was still alive at that point. She was just in the in-between. Well, you know, Papa yeah. Titan is, mm-hmm. you know, his his physical form is dead. E- even if he's, you know, not dead dead, you know? She was kind of tethered to the outside world still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is true that, that, like, Luce's physical form in Yesterday's Lie was the form in the in-between realm. In uh, this episode... I'm not sure if that's still the case uh, or if like Luce even has like a physical form at that point. And then like, no. the question is like, I don't think she does. Yeah. No, she, she doesn't there. She disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. Into light. So I guess, I guess then the later question is, so then how does she regain a physical form? But that's kind of another question just <laughs> sorry, to like, so, so that to stick on like the Titan for now and this whole thing, I think this is a good theory. Um, but then the question is like, is the Titan actually physically dead? Because, I mean, what the Titan says is like, once you go down there, you really will be dead looking. So right, and we right, even right. We even see the Titan, you know, starts to slowly fall down there when the Titan actually becomes fully right. dead. And I right. think what we understand from it, because the Titan heart is still beating, that the actual physical Titan is not totally dead yet. And we know that like, right. for like every creature... Death isn't an instantaneous thing, and it's kind of like a process. For humans, sometimes it happens over the course of, like, a few minutes. But for titans, who can live, I don't know, like, millions of years, is it possible that the process of death is so prolongated that it actually takes a titan, like, a million years to die? 
and that's why the Titan has been stuck there for so long. Maybe, mm, maybe, and also the in between could be a place that was originally created for you know where the Titans go once you know their body starts to die, but like you know their their consciousness is put in the in between, you know. Oh, uh, well, that's a very cool idea. If Titans get to the point where like they are still conscious but can't move and don't want to be like that for a million years. Yeah, yeah. So they just mm-hmm. go to the in between. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, and. It would make sense that they can create realms because it's their blood that yeah. creates portals. Yeah. 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 I. I don't think. I. I certainly don't think there is the option to talk to because I. I think. I think if he had it, he would. Oh yeah. Um. Because if he didn't, that would just it, make him yeah. a shitty parent. <laughs> That's true. But there is also that interesting element of like, because he doesn't think to like, because I, 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 and I, I think part this also partially kind of proves what we're saying of like, because Luce is like, isn't there anything you want to say to him? And I think the reason why he doesn't think to is he just hasn't been able to this entire time. And he doesn't even realize that he technically has an opportunity in this moment because he kind of just gave up on that long ago. I, yeah. I think it's Close that. that door. I, I think it's that, but I also think it's because. Luz only has so much time with those powers, and they want to right. make sure that too. Bellos dies. Uh, so mm-hmm. I-, I think he's just so panicked of like, okay, get her out of here, get her, you know, back to the demon realm, that he's not worried about talking to anyone else. And also, it's a well, combination also, yeah. of, of what you said of, of just like not being used to it. He's long been a watcher. Yeah. You know, in the way that we are, I guess. And I guess that's also why they're they're here kind of dissecting the the morality of everybody in the show, because it's like now they're in like sort of this passive observer state. And then Luce ascends back into being a of making the dreams a reality, I guess. Yeah, I think what we are we're having is like the this prolongated process of the death of the Titan. But Bellos accelerating it rapidly by like leeching yeah. the life force mm. out of the titan which is why yeah. Bellos, which is why uh the titan like is like i don't have much time left and i thought this mm-hmm. was like the perfect way the chef's kiss perfect way to set up the final battle of the show is that um you have the you have Bellos leeching the power of the titan and you have uh, Luce, who has been like consensually given the power of the Titan, like you know, will you mm. choose yourself? Let me use um my last bit of life to help you, and like Belos will be able to control everything, so you have to defeat him fast. And that like Belos, like w- the more and more power that he gains over the Titan, the less power that Luce has over the Titan because it's like they're wow, drawing from yeah. the exact uh same uh same power source. Resource, and they're both using yeah. the exact yeah. same Titan power. Uh, to to fight each other, I thought I thought that was perfect perfect way to set up the final battle, and I love that wow. it never occurred to me. That's my favorite thing about this show. It's like that makes so much sense, and I never thought of it before. Yeah. Um, but do either like of you have, have any idea how Luce actually was able to like reappear in the real world? I'm stumped. Well, I mean, I th- well, well, I what I was just gonna first say is like I love this yeah this way that you framed it of like it's the fate of the world being pulled in two different directions um and like from the same resource i think yeah there's something very beautiful in that and yeah i mean in, in terms of the actual logistical way in which this give happens, me an answer brian yeah, How? I, yeah oh, okay so papa titan has 
a lot of he describes it as let me use my last bit of life to help you so i guess that also i mean that that speaks to what you were saying alex of like he's not fully dead i think i mean i, I don't think we're meant to believe it i think yeah there's everything in the sort of support it hasn't fully happened just yet but like this life that he's been holding on to has not really manifested in any way because he's sort of trapped here so to speak so it's like he's like conserved this and now he's able to pass it to Luz. So, I mean, in that sense, it makes sense to me. I, I don't really need any more of an explanation than that. Spoilers. Mm -hmm. Nor do I think one can make sense. Spoilers. Spoilers for Doctor Who from, like, 2013. <laughs> That's okay. So, um, there's a character named River Song. She's one of my favorite characters. She, um, do either mm -hmm. of you know anything about Doctor Who? I've seen like maybe an Practically episode. Nothing. Okay. That someone I'll, showed I'll in be college. Quick. Yeah. Um basically the doctor is a time lord and that means that he can regenerate. Every time he dies, he, he has a yes. set amount of lives to to regenerate. And there's River Song yes. who um is, is or is eventually his wife, but at this point in their story, they're not married yet. Um he's dying and he doesn't have any more regenerations left. And she is part uh, Time Lord and gives the rest of her regenerations to him so he can be alive again. And my theory is that um, Papa Titan did a similar thing of like, I'm giving the rest of my life essence to you for to you to be reborn. Yeah. Um, so Papa Titan pulled a, pulled a river song. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. No, I mean, that, that's what he says, basically. I mean, he doesn't say River Song, but like that's the, the <laughs> gist of what he says. I'm going to I'm I am going to get a um a cameo from Aaron Hansen to to please <laughs> explain my whole speech. Go here's twenty dollars. So, yeah, say say yeah, it in that Pop breathtaking voice as, is what like yeah, as Papa Titan just like, like in Doctor Who. I, I am <laughs> going, going to, to I am going to do you're a nerd, aren't you? You are a Whovian, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i've been alone here for quite some time i've watched a lot of tv i've seen yeah. 60 years of, of time lords so but then so if that's possible then does that mean would it have been possible at any other point for papa titan to use his own life force to come back to life himself no i'm gonna s but why <laughs> i'm gonna say no because the, because his heart is still beating on on the aisles so maybe if there's a little bit of time between uh, his physical form finally dying out and uh, him in the in-between dying, there could be just like a little split second of a time where he could be reborn. Um, but yeah. I, I think because his heart is still beating, he couldn't take that chance. That's my theory. I think it also it also is this thing of like, he has a bit of life left. It's not like he could use that to fully regain his form outside loose is a little little person you know loose <laughs> tiny. Yeah, that true. life force on little just tiny little person she's just a tiny little thing you could mm -hmm. put her in her pocket take it on her jog let's go adventure thumbelina yeah exactly very true so this is mm -hmm. a this is the perfect this is the vessel this is his vessel yeah hmm yeah. yeah, there's only one vessel uh, cool enough to do what I need. <laughs> I think it says in not an evil way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like hmm. the one part about about this, uh, kind of still gets me th like thinking. You know, 
it's actually there was a mooring mark comic that I think kind of pinpointed a minor criticism very well, which was basically uh, this alternate canon he came up with, where instead of Luce saving the collector, it's Tanella Nosa who like rushes to the save the collector, then Tanella Nosa you know dies, and Papa Titan is kind of like. <sighs> sigh, I guess this is my only shot and like gives Tanella Nosa <laughs> the Titan powers yeah. and it's it's kind of like, yes, you know the Titan loves Luce and the Luce shows, you know, great, you know respect and great magical abilities but also like do you want to stop Bellos or not? Like this is the Titan's only chance, it's whoever happens to die and I think the part of it is like, there's a reason that it was Luce who left yeah. in front of the Collector rather Absolutely than anyone was. else and I yeah. think that's I think that's kind of like the explanation is like there's a reason you're here instead of someone else. Not like fatalistically, but like there's a reason you're the one who made that brave choice. You're the oh, one yeah. who talks sense into the collector. It's because she, yeah, she has the the strongest heart and the truest convictions. And that, that's also what part of why it's so sad when she has doubt in herself. Because like this this is somebody that has doubt in herself. And yet her her dying action was to protect someone that threatened her and the lives of everyone that she cares about. Mm-hmm. So she, yeah, that she earns this. It's not just like, oh, well, she happened to be a casualty. So then I guess mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's it's not that it was meant to be. She... She deserves it. When it's meant to be, the stars seem to glisten. Anyway, um, when so it's meant to yeah. Be, so what we have the here starts to glisten. <laughs> when it's meant to be, the glyph starts to shine. <laughs> anyway, now uh, all the the puppets are slowly you know waking up. Like Camila wakes up. Um, and I was surprised here that she was like, "Where's Luce?" Because I thought the tear was gonna mean that like she knew what had happened we kind of talked about that not exactly it and then we see uh, that the kids their magic isn't working anymore and the first thought is like you know oh is this because the titan is dying but that wouldn't make sense because like it's their own bile sacks and they're able to do it in the human realm and stuff um but camila says it's because you're tired i was i was glad even though it kind of felt a little I don't know, paper clipped on. I'm very glad it was mentioned that like, oh, have they not slept in the past 48 hours? I don't think they're kids. Once again, reminding us. Yeah. (laughs) 14 year old children. (laughs) And they need sleep. How many hours of sleep do they need? Yeah. More than we do. Like 11, I think. More than they've gotten lately. Meanwhile, this was a part of the trailer. Uh, Was Edan King these like crazy angry designs? Um, you know, going berserk at Bellos. Um, it was part of the trip. People were like, whoa, that's crazy. This, you know, King's new form. And I think actually, I don't know if you guys sometimes watch like Owl House, like reactions on YouTube. Elijah, who's probably like the most popular one. Uh, mm-hmm. Before she watched the episode, she looked at those designs and she was yeah. like, and she, she was like, wait, Luce King has is to like be dead. crying. Yeah. It yeah, must yeah, be yeah. that Luce died. And yeah. I was like, wow, how did she's gotten some predictions incredibly accurately correct before in the past. It's very impressive. I, I truly do believe that if you like, like are as in love with the show and like pay that close attention that you can figure that kind of stuff out. Yeah. As someone that predicted a lot of what happened in Toy Story 4 pretty well, I think it's possible <laughs> to do. If you, if that is your thing, if you live and breathe this piece of art, you can do it. That was me with most, like, almost all of Muppets Mayhem that just came out two days ago. 
Oh, I got it. I just I've only seen the first episode so far. I'm it's... so mad they dropped it all at once. I am also mad that they dropped it all at once. It it deserves like a weekly release. Um, it's so good, mm-hmm. guys. It's so good. I'm so happy because we uh, as a Muppet fan, and I, I this is no discredit to any of the performers. This is mostly to the the writers that don't want to respect the legacy that the Muppets hold. Um, this just got it right. This new series really got it right, and I'm so happy as a as a super fan. <laughs> I'm so pumped to see it. And it's amazing that Adam Goldberg is prouder of this than the Goldbergs, a show about his own life. (laughs) Hey, you love to see it. You love to see it. I was like, wow, I feel so represented. You go, Adam Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen very little Muppets content in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Boo! I will agree with what what you're saying. Uh, You know, if you really you know, go heart and soul into a show. You can probably figure stuff out. The flip side of that is like, what if, you know, you're wrong and feel like you therefore could have done a better job than the actual show. I know Cadence has talked about this quite a bit. Um, of like, I think Cadence is like a little hesitant to make predictions in general, uh, because, uh, you know, they can come back to, to bite you and you don't want to, you know, be like, Oh, if it doesn't happen, Oh, I think it's going to happen. Then it's, it's, it's not as cool. Um, but I think that comes down to like, trusting this show you're watching which yeah. the Al House is a rare example of like oh I thought some things were going to happen then they didn't happen and I'm still completely satisfied I think it's a very thoughtful consideration because I think yeah, I, I, I often just I like examining it through the, the lens of a writer being like well if I was in charge where would I then take things next and like there isn't one right answer yeah, it's same. more just like yeah. an examination of here are the different things that could happen and ideally it maybe in some way will tap into some of the the larger like thematic truth that you're hoping that it will get at, but the way in which it will do it will likely surprise you. And maybe it'll even surprise you beyond that. And that's what it should do. Or it should, you know, surprise you and exhilarate you. Uh, if it just does what you would expect it to do, then why, then why is it there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then, so while this is happening, uh, suddenly the collector's powers aren't working anymore because Bellos's Titan magic is growing on him. And Titan magic overpowers collector magic. And then he has this line like, what is this stuff? Why won't it stop? And at first I was like, oh, he's talking about like the tears coming out of his face. Um, and then I saw like most people afterward were like, oh, I just realized the double meaning. He's not just talking about the green gook on his arms. He's also talking about the tears on his face. That's so clever. And I was like, oh, I just realized the double meaning. He's not just talking about the tears on his face. He's talking about the green gook on his arms. I also thought it was the tears at first. It was one of those mm. classic, like, what is this? Uh, water from my eyes? <laughs> you know. I'm just sweating through my eyes. Oh, I hate that cliche so much. I'm not crying. Yes, you are. Shut up. Shut up, Buford. <laughs> Ryan hates Buford confirmed. It's not a, it's not a Buford. It's, it's been in so many things. I'm sick of it. Just yeah. come up with a new line. Because it's like, like, are you crying? Mm-hmm. No, I'm sweating through my eyes. No. Say something no, else, at I'm least. I'm pissing through my <laughs> eyes. Yeah, that's better. At least I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and a fresh take. Yeah, so then... No, but I mean... So then loose... Well, I, I did want to quickly touch on... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Because you mentioned about, like, the the, the, the beastly forms of uh, Ida and King. Wendy Malick and Alex Hurst's performances in that part. Oh my god. Woo! Oh my god. The, I don't think I can control myself right now and like King screaming. I was like, this is this is You terrifying. love to see it. Like yeah. it's like 
you love to see it. Mm-hmm. But also it's scary because it's like, yeah, like, oh, man. It's you also You wouldn't want to be facing that let one. Let them go like insane. Let, let them go feral. Yeah. Go crazy. Go stupid. Go ah. Oh, yeah. It's feral time. It's time for everyone to be feral. It does show, though, it's like yeah. no matter how feral they are, they don't stand a chance against the actual Titan without, like, Luce's Titan powers coming back in. Um, and it yeah. goes to show, like, you know, the, the collector, like, you know, stop, stop. I don't want anyone else to, to disappear type of thing. Um, I don't want anyone else to go away. That's it, right? I don't want anyone missing. else to go away. Which is which is why it's so powerful because, again, like, getting back to this idea of, like, not saying death, like, doesn't fully understand it, but, like, by putting it in this way, oh, it makes it so much more powerful because it's like you're getting a child's point He's of trying. view. He's trying. Mm-hmm. Like, Luce has gone away. You feel Luce's absence, and you're yeah. like, oh, no, it's not right. He, exactly. He's, de- he's definitely trying to contextualize that you can see his growth throughout the whole episode of of trying to figure out what going away is it's scary because for a bit you're like it's like oh i I can at least do this says that's like the 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 stuff that's like consuming and you're like oh no is this going to be like a dying act like a heroic i'm very glad it wasn't that i'm glad the collector didn't have the also, the death, the sacrificial death. I just want to say about the, the green gobbledygook. Villain. We don't exactly know what it is, but also I know yeah. exactly what it feels like. Like in my brain, I know what it feels like. It's it's like a weird mm. soupy moss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Bad stuff. Yeah, you don't want to mm-hmm. touch it. You don't want to touch it. It'll ruin your powers. Um, also, one right. really excellent thing that was pointed out by someone, I did not notice this myself, when King has that angry growth, and then there are, like, glyphs that emanate around him for a second, that those are, that's King's glyph language that we learn about in the flash forward. We actually see those glyphs uh, mm. earlier on in the episode, um, when King wow. has that angry burst. I-, I have to go one more time. You guys continue, and I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. We'll continue while you're gone. Um, so, uh, then Luce reappears. It's kind of a key moment, um, but we can go yeah, through it slowly. I'd say so, uh, um, <laughs> String Bean like reanimates, comes back to life, and is still very much Yay. like go with the flow. Like, oh, this is cool. This might as well happen. Um, and the the Titans glyphs are floating around. You know, um, her head, her feet, everywhere. It's very funny, I thought. Yeah. She tries to do this triumphant return. The, I'm back. Uh, couldn't keep me away from uh, trying to come with her, <laughs> yeah, yeah, her cool yeah. Azura line. Yep, yep. But that that will come later. And that will be one of the most satisfying moments <laughs> yeah. ever put to the screen. When yeah, she absolutely. does get her her hero moment. Oh, yeah. oh. So then yeah. she makes some kind of like floaty ball that they all go into. And at this point, I'm thinking, like, uh, so what is is Bellos trying to... Because the Titan's very big. So it makes sense that it takes a very long time for the Bellos, for Bellos to entirely possess the Titan, which is why there is time for Luce to, you know, get some of the Titan power to, to herself. So I think what he's going to try to do is start to stand up, and he's starting to, like, very slowly move the Titan bones, which is why eventually at the end we're, we end up with this, like... the left titan arm outstretched way high up in the air hmm yeah no it's this very striking image you see it and you're like that's a i mean it'd be a 
be a terrifying desktop wallpaper, but it would be a good desktop <laughs> wallpaper. Yeah. So I, if Bellos knows that like most of the witches are in the archives on the Titan head, I guess like breaking the archives is like a, like a conscious thing he's trying to do as the Titan. I mean, I don't know what's really conscious at this point. I think it's more just about destruction. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. You know. Death to all. Right. The end of magic. Except for me. Yeah. Except for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm cool. Yeah. 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 Go, Philip. Um, and yeah, yeah, so this is where that line comes <laughs> that you were talking about. <laughs> like, death yeah. to all, except for Philip. Yay, that's me. Anyway. Um, yeah. The, this is the right. line you were talking about, the collector, you know, seeing like, oh, the archives are in danger and flies over there yeah. to, to try to hold them up with the, you can at least do this. And I think it's kind yeah. of a very cool way that because all, all or almost all the witches in the Boiling Isles are now like concentrated in one place, mostly on the, in the archives, that mm-hmm. it really only takes kind of like one act of strength to save them you know whereas you know if everyone was kind of spread mm. out around the so it's really like the collector's own kind of mischief of like i'm gonna keep all the puppets in my room that oh now that everyone's in one room it's much easier for me to save them all at the same time oh so the collector was right to do that yeah exactly yeah, the collector never did anything bad <laughs> yeah yeah keep make, make sure you, you always put your toys away kid. <laughs> that's, the, that's the moral yeah yeah. You have a giant pin and shirt that says the collector's number one fan. Mm. Who does? Mm. You. Me? Metaphorically speaking. Yes. Oh. Metaphorically, oh, you metaphor- said that oh. he has never done anything wrong. Oh yeah. yes, I was I was joking a little bit, but I would take a collector's number one fan shirt. I am also like... joking. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> and then so, here's so one thing that I had thought about. Uh, is like I think Brian, you had mentioned this, and like I think everyone would have agreed mm-hmm. after the first two specials that like Ida needs much more service. Um, yeah. And in this episode, yes. I think well she didn't get a lot, but she got a very key moment, which was the concentrate, think of what you want, because oh. yes, yes, yeah, so good. I mean, obviously, you know, we think back to Adventures in the Elements, uh, where Luce is, you know learning and Ida is the mentor and Ida is the one who has already helped her to connect to the Titan. And now that the Titan is, you know, kind of inside her fuse with her, she's still the one being like, you still have to communicate with the Titan in the exact same way that you always have concentrate, think of what you want. And is, has Ida has such a like strong intuition with magic and with teaching magic, uh, that she's really able to, to, to focus Luce's powers into place and play that role in saving the day. Yeah, she she mentors her again for a brief moment, and mm-hmm. it makes sense because it's also it's not it's it's not condescending. It's like Luce is in this new form, which is such a. I mean, let's let's not sleep on just how cool this <laughs> the yeah. Titan Luce Brilliant. form is. Beautiful. Oh my goodness! You love, you it's love fantastic. It. It's again one of the one of the few problems with the episode is that Amity doesn't get to see it. <laughs> it's a real, exactly. a real shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's that's just honestly how it homophobic to me. It's it's <laughs> honestly it homophobic to me that Amity did not get so. to see Luz in, in, in this Titan form. 
She'll hear about it. Uh, I guess she'll she'll draw she'll draw it. Hopefully, yeah. her, her cross hatching yes, has yes. improved, mm-hmm. so she can draw it. Did you see <laughs> the uh, description? Did you see the Amoring uh, Mark comic about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It was basically like imagining some future where like the archivists come back to attack, and Luce and King do that similar fusing power thing, and so Luce has that same look yeah. again, and Amity's like jaw on the floor. And yeah. I Willow or Gustum was like, jaw. It was very, very funny. And I also loved the yeah. moment Luce and King do the wah together. The Titan wah. Siblings. Oh, so good. It's uh-huh. so, so good. cute. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, it's her. It really feels like she's like become one with this. I mean, this is all she's wanted to be like, you know, accepted. And of course she has been, whether or not she takes on this form or not. But mm-hmm. there's something really special about seeing her, you know, as... In, in this Titan form, because she's so welcome in it, and it feels so just right. And she yeah. she looks, like, so familial, like, similar to both Ida and King in this form, and it's just so mm. beautiful. Yeah, when she kind of, like, nuzzles with King in that moment, too. Yeah. Ugh. It's Ugh. so sweet. Yeah, it's really, it's like, it's really the visual embodiment of what the relationship already was, and I think that's why it feels yeah. so powerful. That's a great way to put it. Um. And then, yeah, so the collector grabs the archives just in time to save everyone from from crashing down. Um, meanwhile, the Hex Squad and Camilla are, like, keeping everyone safe in the archives uh, with the power of glyphs. Because, and at first I was like, hmm, does this feel kind of, like, like, tacked on? Like, what's really the point of this? And I was like, no, because if if you weren't using, like, ice glyphs and whatever to create these slides, then the puppets would, like, fall from massive heights to the ground and break and die. So, no, this is actually extremely important work that they're doing sure and it gives them and it gives them something to do <laughs> which is nice that's the real reason yeah i understand why it happened but it is a little too bad that in the finale hex squad got reduced to a monolith like what's hex squad doing you know but yeah. i absolutely yeah, but get it. i think they were they were very key to both the first and second chapters of this yeah definitely season. and you know it's like I, it, it makes as as someone who's a big fan of all those characters, especially Amity, of course. I I, I really couldn't complain because it's yeah. it's all beautiful, and it, I mean it all it all coalesces in this moment of like yeah Am- yeah has had several of these key moments of like yeah like the saying of like turning on the light, her being able to actually do it. That's the second thing, and then the third one is yeah just lending a hand to the collector, and it's sort of yeah it's in in the same way Luce did that for her. She's passing down the favor she did it for hunter she does it once again it's mm-hmm. you know it's and that's the you know the metaphorical turning on of the light of i you know you you have seen the light and i've mm-hmm. i i extend a hand to you yeah one of my biggest jaw drop moments of the episode was when loose eden king get high up enough in their bubble that they, they can see like the curvature of the demon planet and the oh. titan with like mm. the big arm up in the air because you don't really yeah you don't really get a sense of like this is an entire planet with entire yeah 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 yeah. it's it's not just like oh like this one little community so like you know philip is there like i want to wipe out the boiling isles i want to kill all the witches but you know you zoom out and it's like these are like probably a very small percentage of the entire witch population on this entire presumably witch planet it's kind of insane Mm, yeah mm. yeah the scale you're reminded of the scale of it then Mm because this has been such a very personal conflict 
you know, in spite of all the, yeah, the, the high stakes that then, yeah, that, that image really reminds you like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> yep. Something has to be done. Yep. Here comes, uh, here comes the big moment. Uh, we finally, we mm-hmm. go back to rain whistling, uh, you know, it's, I find it funny. Everyone refers to this song as Ida's Requiem because that's the name of the episode. But actually, the song is canonically called Rain's Rhapsody. And Ida just makes a joke at one point when she plays the song with her curse, mm. like, Rain's Rhapsody, more like Ida's Requiem. <laughs> but the song is Rain's Rhapsody and Rain's whistling it. And, you know, Lucy to King, they show up there. And basically, dot, 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 Luce starts yanking on Bellis's ribs. And I find very funny that this wait, is how it ends wait, in a way. Wait, we're just going to yes. skip over. We're we're just we skipping. Skip you cannot skip over. Oh, yes, yes. The meeting. Oh, Ida and Rain reunite. Yes, yeah, yeah, sorry. You can't yeah, yeah, skip yeah. over that, especially not with me here. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Just like the okay, the glasses just <laughs> huh. Okay, I'm going to get my <laughs> thoughts together and not just ramble. <laughs> I say, um the the image of uh, with with rain you know uh, their vision being blurry and, and then Ida giving them the glasses and and tearing them off uh, of like the the wall green gook and just the, the small kisses just just everything about it and, and rain saying yeah. something to the effect of like I'm not I'm still not used to this form uh but that doesn't matter right, right, right now right, right, right. so good just everything about them and you can you can tell that it's like oh yes everything's gonna be okay once this is all over it they're back together and it's just gonna be great it's gonna be perfect Mm -hmm. and i just i love them so much yeah and i love when this like extends the invite of like let's end this and rain goes finally which to me feels like a very direct like sort of addressing of yeah we know we put rain through the ringer but rain's gonna get to be part of this takedown now please come on yeah and I like the fact that it wasn't like, oh, Rain tried and Rain failed. And then like Lucy Eden King came in to save the day. I do think it's a very good choice that Rain yes. was, yes. was given a role in the, the final blow. And as I wasn't going to mention this to later, but since we're talking about Rain and Ida together, um, it occurred to me, you know, remember back in like Hootie's door when Ida's like confronting the owl beast in the dream for the first time. And it's like, you're the reason I never got close to anyone. And then we can see that the owl beast and like keeping it a secret or trying to conceal it as much as possible was a big reason why there was a rift between her and rain and a reason why they broke up initially. Mm. And we all, you know, mm. we kind of, we, you know, uh, had fun a little bit in for the future at the beginning with rain, like, you know, being kind of all fawny eyed over the harpy Ida look. And it's like, it's not just that, like, she's hot, but it's also that, like, that is the first time that, wow. that Rain is, like, seeing yeah. Ida as, like, her full person, you know, like, with her disability and mm. all. It's, like, the truest that Rain had ever seen Ida, and it was like, wow, it's beautiful. Yeah. And they love it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. I didn't think about that. I did, and it makes me awesome. cry. Just as a disabled person, it makes me just happy but just i'm crying all the time happy cry happy cry so anyway now loose starts yanking on bellos's ribs and i thought <laughs> i thought that this was a very because i immediately thought of the pilot where she's trying to open the jail cells and it's like no my weak nerd arms 
um, <laughs> that all of a sudden, you know, I mean, we've seen over the course of time that like she has gotten stronger arms. That's been a part of her development over the course mm. of the show. She can um, lift Amity. Yeah. Oh, the nerd arms. Yeah. Right. That's so funny. We, and also that, I mean, the bigger thing, though, is, of course, you know, like emotionally speaking, that that she's I mean, has tightened strength within her and Ida Rain and King all pitching and helping her. And we have, of course, the famous, uh, the famous line. Well, well, let's say, and I think that this wraps back around to what we were saying for the previous special acts of like, it's this sort of, yeah, it's this, it's this connection of the, the fantasy and the reality. It's like, she loves the Azura books, but she's also herself. And it's like sort of this sort of Lazura combination, right? Because she's like the, she like, she like draws upon the original line from fantasy that she loves, but she adds her own reality into it of, yes, do not underestimate me, Bellows, for I am the good witch Luce. Luce, child of the human realm, student of the demon realm, and warrior of peace. Now eat this sucker. So <laughs> good. Luce is so, so good. It looks amazing. Like, it's so, oh. like, fluid, but it's just the performance of it. It really is, like, a fist-pumping, yes, moment. Because you're waiting You're waiting for it. You're like, oh, bring it back. Bring it back to the start of the first episode. And then mm-hmm. Luce says it, and you're like, oh, this is so we, satisfying. We haven't talked about yeah, it enough, but the animation throughout this entire episode yeah. has just been beautiful. Oh, my goodness. God, it's great. The best, right? the best it's ever yeah. been. Yeah. The best it's ever been. Yeah. No, yeah. it's... It's it, it again chills just just thinking about watching Ugh, it. Mm-hmm. amazing and the thing with, with like this particular line uh of course it's happened like once per season the first time in season one of the pilot was like school project type of thing season two it happened in the pilot as well and it was you know right after loose has kind of been like locked is now stuck in the demon realm and it's like you know some some like tiny demon they were like trying to capture for money and the fact I think is very notable. It did not happen at the start of season three, not just because they wanted to save it for the end, but because at the start of this season, she was too depressed to do it. And she was totally disconnected from fantasy mm. and from her former kind of, you know, happy self. And it's over the course of season three um, through thanks to them. And then through for the future again with, you know, with her mom and with string bean hatching uh, and through the nightmare sequence, even at the beginning of this te- episode, uh, and through talking to Papa Titan, through all these kind of steps along the way, that she's been able to, 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 to rediscover this, like I guess, courage and like and love for fantasy. Because I think there's something very special about because, like you know, I sort of said that like it's mixing together, like you know, the the real life and the fantasy throughout the the this sentence. But very crucially, it ends on the now eat this sucker, which is of course exactly those words. So it's mm-hmm. like in this one glorious moment she achieves the fantasy that 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 awesome line that she was hoping that then she would have she she gets it and mm-hmm. it's by it's by doing the the coolest thing ever it's by being the 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 hero that she always dreamed to be this is when the dream really does come true in such a beautiful real way yeah and uh so yeah, yeah so she kills him. Yeah, so, <laughs> so she yanks him, and there's the like almost freeze frame as Bellows is shocked, yeah. frightened face right after the yank. Uh, it was like Kingdom oh, Hearts or something. So good. It was an, an <laughs> incredible visual. Like, the lights coming and like, yeah, I couldn't get enough of it. And as soon as Bellows is disconnected from the heart, the dust just floats away. The archives get gently placed back onto the 
Titan as a nice crown for him to wear. And if you know, Ooh, collector yeah. comes down like exhausted, and Amity holds out, you know, a hand to the collector, like you know, you saved yeah. us, that type of thing. Um, all the uh, the new Hexide kids emerge, and you know, I gotta say these these characters, you know, Scara, Matt, Gerbo, Viney, they are, they're heroes really for keeping all the children safe, or for at least trying to for these two months. They really, you know, the unsung heroes. Indeed, you've sung them now. Yeah, now I've sung about them. Moving on. And then, um, uh, and then Bellos, uh, goes back into Philip form and I still don't know, <laughs> I still don't know how, um, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, but it's, it's, it's perfect. It I, doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter, but like, I still, Alex, I still want to know how Alex, you just love to be pedantic. The, the, the reason, you no, know, I just yeah. want to how, understand. How many Cinnabasins points are you docking for this one, Alex? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just don't understand how it happened. But anyway, it happens by some by some way. And, you know, the first, you know, loose, loose, I'm free. Thank goodness you saved me from that horrible curse. No one buys it for a second. Uh, loose, the dump. way the way he delivers it is so funny because like even oh, he no. doesn't seem like he believes it. Like, huh, <laughs> it's like, and the fact that Luce oh, doesn't give him a word doesn't is not so moved good. even a bit it's like that is how you know she is had achieved closure with this yeah she knows we are different i am not falling for this anymore yeah you know in the words no. of, of the no. who won't get fooled again that's something right. i'm playing right um, right and this and i think she needs it because it's like oh do we really need this after the now eat the sucker i think yes. we do because i think this is showing that like she does not it won't work on her. Like you can't, you can't trick me anymore. Or whatever. And her bringing you know? down the lesson. acid rain is just a, a cherry on top. So good. Oh, Ugh. oh, what a great way to like, yeah, bring it back to the beginning of the show again as well. Okay? Yeah, there, there are a few things ever here. Manifest in. Yeah, there are a few things here I wanted to to mention. Uh, one of them, it's been pointed out, like which I didn't realize the first time. It goes back in a way to Phillips not understanding how the magic actually works he doesn't understand how curses yeah. work yes yes like, yes yes because that's we how know from ida that's not how a curse works a curse uh, doesn't mean you're possessed um so even just from that you can tell that uh, philip is lying another thing it took me a while to to realize that like uh, loose is the one making it rain <laughs> uh and with the the acid rain and is the one you know making philip turn back into to goop form and just standing there uh, I know people like the stomping. I'm undecided on whether I would have preferred to just watch Luce kill Bellos with the rain without laying a finger on him. I think that would have been pretty cool without the extra I stomps. I like the stomps. I, don't know if I feel like the stomps that. were deserved. I, I do like the stomps. Sure I, I like the, yeah, we're human, we're better than this. Well, we ain't. I like that. I th- it is sort of silly, but I think that's part of the point of, like, he doesn't deserve oh, no. a dignified death. And I will also say, I, I didn't interpret it as that, yeah, Luce made it so that the rain was... Bo- I kind of just took it as, like, the environment... Like, yeah, it's sort of going with to, to what you were saying of, like, he doesn't believe in the magic. And, like, the magic just sort of, like, in its stasis, like, kills him. Like, just, like, by by sheer virtue of existing... This this mm-hmm. this this magical boiling rain is just I, gonna take him out. I have I have two things. Mm-hmm. W- one, the, all of Philip Bellos, whatever you want to call him, his right. whole thing is literally just the phrase, "He hates what he doesn't understand." 
Yeah, yeah. That's just him in a nutshell. And another thing that I, I, I don't know if we touched on at all is, is his, like, monster form just turning into ash and, and just going away in the wind is so wonderful because, you know, Sometimes in these types of shows, you would have like, oh, the monster form is is stuck in in you know stone forever as a monument to this evil, and I, I'm glad that it's just it's gone because that's yeah. how Bellos' memory should be of just you. He doesn't deserve gone. to be remembered. But like, yeah. it still kind of is memorialized in the sense of like the left arm way up in the air that Bellos moved and pointed up, so like. The shape of the Titan is different for Bellas having possessed it. And I think I think that's okay in a way. Like I agree that like you don't want the head there that's like, oh that was Bellas' angry head. Like that'd be that'd be too much. But I think it's okay to be like, you know, this kind of acknowledgement that history doesn't disappear. True. But but also with, with you know, future generations of the Boiling Isles, uh, if they don't know about all that if if they don't know about Bellos and all of that, then they'll just assume that like, oh, that's just the pose that the Titan, you know, died in. They they wouldn't know of like this right. horrible evil monster. But I, I, I think it's both. It's it's both of our um observations. Mm-hmm. Well, history will be remembered lest we be doomed to repeat it. But yeah. It's kind of and, and thankfully as we see from what well, the glimpses that we get of the future, it seems to be a much brighter future. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Ida and Rain and King stomp Bellos into oblivion. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's finally dead after all that. Um, and then the yeah. Titan powers... I was satisfied. I wanted to see a violent murder. On the see, the one thing, like, I wish Hunter was there for it. Like, I know that's a small thing, but, like, I mm. wish Hunter... That's fair. I That's wish fair. Hunter got extra closure closure with Bellows because now the last time he saw Bellows was him. He had just been possessed and he was lying on the ground, hurt and traumatized. Um, and that's the last. And he, I understand, you know, like obviously there's no no question of him like having to face down Bellows again to prove anything. It's a question of like narratively. I feel like for Hunter to have closure it would have been cool i think for him to play a direct role in bellos bellos's downfall i, I don't know that's just that's just i do thought. like the mm. the three that they chose with you know ida king and rain for their specific um you know storied character beats that tie to bellos but i also do kind of like that uh hunter isn't there just from like a personal thing i'm gonna get dark for a little bit mi- a uh, second yeah. um i my abuser i didn't get justice with him and um he died from a a separate thing that that happened so in just knowing that that person is gone is its own closure that that i think hunter will come to terms with and and grow past because i I don't think he needs bellos in that way for closure I think the only, you know, quote-unquote closure that he needs is Flapjack's um, memorial site. Yeah. And, and also to that point, I think, in retrospect, the real closure for him, it's like, it was less about, oh, I need closure, but like, because the whole thing is, like, his life is Bellos, 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 living for Bellos. It shouldn't also be like, well, then his character arc comes to a close by 
conquering Bellos. It's like, no, his character arc comes to a close exactly. by going beyond the idea of that. And as we saw in the end of the last episode, it was, yeah, like embracing the the power of friendship or the power of flapjack, I guess. But really, in, in, in a sense, it's both, yeah. of course. They're, they're one and the same. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way to... I think that's yeah. a good way to put it that like many people get caught up in, you know, the the Grim Walker lore. And I think there's generally good reason for that. But in terms of Hunter as a character, the idea that his end is n- no longer being defined by being a Grim Walker and being tied to Bellos and related to Bellos. And that the end of his story is like, who cares that I'm a Grim Walker? I'm just some guy and I'm just hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Just some guy. I'm probably going to be with willow eventually you know yeah that's that's yeah that's all that yeah that's what we want to see (laughs) yeah and then so loose kind of levitates into the sky and the titan powers exit and fly and king gets like a little glimpse uh cadence mentioned at some point um that it's been pointed out that like uh it probably would be excuse me probably would be possible uh, to use that memory machine to like take out loose's memories of having seen the titan and then king could like actually see this conversation between right. Before and Papa we Titan. continue, yeah. my phone for some reason is not taking a charge, and I think it's because we've been talking for three hours straight. Um, so mm-hmm. if I leave, okay. I uh, be, my it just means my phone is dead and I can't come back, and I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, how long do you, how how long do you think I you have? I have thirteen percent left on my phone, so I think we might need to hurry, or we can do the ending at a different time question mark no we can let's let's go let's we won't take too long speed round um all right not too fast um but everyone we're at the point now where you know we can there are some things we can snap through everyone's released from the archives we hear you know that's how we save the boiling isles amity reunites with alador ignores odalia and we have gus and his dad yeah we see hunter pointing out uh willow's dads to her I thought mm-hmm. that was very sweet. You know, Willow meets them. The dad's kiss on the mouth. Uh, and then uh, Darius ruffles ruffles uh, Hunter's hair. And that was that was very nice. Um, you know, Principal Bump, all these things. Does anyone have anything to say about that reuniting scene? Um, beautiful, and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I think it also just... Um, what was I going to say? Um, to this point of, yeah, I mean, I think as soon as we start getting into this end, when we hear the, the voiceover monologue of the, that's how we say the boy, like, I don't know about y'all, but like, I could immediately tell, I was like, Luce sounds older. <laughs> like, like, was it immediately for yeah. you? Yeah. 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 I yes. was like, oh, we're getting it. We're getting the epilogue. That was one of the few things I knew I wanted going into this. Yeah. I was immediately like, yeah, Luce sounds older. Clearly. We also see then, uh, rain, Moves into the Owl House, which it's been confirmed by Dana Terrace. Like, they moved in. Uh, they lie on the the mat with Ida there. Uh, you know, Amity and Luce kiss one more time. Luce and Cam- Camilla reunite after the, the day or so apart. Uh, and then Camilla meets uh, Ida and King. Sadly, they exchange yeah. no words. But they meet, and they share a big hug. Yeah. Um, this finale had a lot to and- do, didn't it? <laughs> Yes, there was yeah, a lot, so much. a lot to jam in here, and then the collector uh, gives Hootie back to Lilith. Now, uh. so f- to begin with, was Hootie like, like wearing makeup, like? <laughs> it was just a, I was it was confused. just a funny joke. That's what it was. 
Like, what? but like, what was the joke? The joke was it was like a Sleeping Beauty that, type that... moment, I think, where it was like, yes, wow. and that yeah. Lilith, Lilith, Lilith sees Hootie in that like Sleeping Beauty type thing all the time. Either that, or Hootie is like, like a I woke up like this bitch type, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I had not made that Sleeping Beauty. Uh, a comparison. Well, I think I did not realize it, that. Well, it's kind of like the yeah, the, the the also the Snow White type moment when it's like that, that was. I mean, that was in the original pitch yeah. pilot, and of course is is is, is in the that mm. other episode with with Hunter when it's the the slap. Uh, so I th- I felt like right. it was one of those like haha Disney ending, but we're doing it with Hootie <laughs> instead of a a Disney right. princess. Yeah, yeah. It was that kind mm. of thing. It is a shame that Hootie did not speak this episode. But he, but he did. D- he did technically speak. We will, we will, we will speak about I'm, Hootie yes. in a moment. I have much yeah. to say yes. on this on this subject. Um, <laughs> but then, so you know, Luce consider, uh, continues uh, narrating, talks about the collector. Says like we made a, a pinky promise to keep trying our best. I I really I was expecting the collector to stick around. I thought it was a much better choice. Yeah, the collector should you know be should decide to go back off into the stars not living amongst all the the folks that they terrorized for a few months um and uh then uh the king well the collector first gives francois back to king and then king gives francois uh back uh, yes. to the collector yes uh-huh this was uh. a you know heartbreak moment very well done earned francois mm-hmm. was so important I, I never knew I would care yeah, that much known. about Francois by the end. Yeah, seriously. Especially back in season one. Yeah. Oh, stuffed animal. Yeah. What's Stupid. this guy doing? Ugh. D-plot. Not even a B or C plot. No. A D-plot. <laughs> the one part that I, I didn't love the fact that Older Luce was narrating was where the glyphs stopped working. And it, you you pointed out you liked the line, I learned the Titan's language and now I had no one to speak it to. Yeah, I love that line. I would have, I would have vastly preferred, because I think I'm trying to remember exactly what the dialogue was, but she was basically like, "Oh, I learned something in that moment. Once the Titan had finally passed on, like the glyphs started." So did the powers of the glyphs? What's going yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Right. So did the powers of the glyphs, and I thought it would have worked way better, in that to to like you know to fully commit to showing rather than telling. Um, in that situation and to have her kind of step outside, tap the glyph, see that it doesn't work. And then maybe Ida steps out behind her and just says like, he's finally passed on or something like that. That could have been powerful as well, but I don't know. I think I just really appreciate because that, that, that's a striking image in a, in a strong moment between the two characters, but I also find it very thought-provoking and powerful this idea of it being a language that she learned you know and like like kind of framing it in that way i think also just like turns it into this more visceral thing of like because i mean it also it brings to mind like the the episode title of lost in language right like it kind of like very much is this Mm. literal thing of like this language barrier that's gone it's a world that cannot be re-entered into and i think by describing it in this way it kind of elevates it and makes and it yeah it helped her find her place when she had no other way in her heart she'll never forget it like it feels like i mean i don't know i it feels like the ending of a great anime movie it's like yeah is it like like putting it into words in a way that's like editorializing a little bit like yes but like 
I, I, I think that's what makes it so great. Like she's, it's, it's the end of her fantasy novel that she's narrating. And I love it just as a, as a person that, that is, you know, relearning the language of, of my people with, with, you know, Hebrew and, and Yiddish of how mm. both of those were and still are in some places a dying language. And, and so it was very powerful in that sense of, because then it kind of gives you hope of like, oh, maybe she could teach King these, these, you know, the glyph language and then it could be reborn. Um, but I, I do like that he has his own that she has to learn. I think that is really powerful as well. And it's just yeah. a, a way of how mm-hmm. language evolves over time. Yeah. The gl- the glyphs being contextualized as a way in which she spoke is just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like very clearly an extension of herself. That's, yeah, it's gone. Beautiful. Yeah. A whole chapter of her life is over. It's very cool to imagine a time where, like there were a bunch of titans, you know, roaming around all with their own different ways of doing magic with their own different glyph patterns and combinations. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It makes the, it makes the, the history of this world feel all the more rich. So then we get the, well, if you live in, in Canada, like me, that's when the episode ends. Um, <laughs> so sorry. That's so unfortunate for you. Yeah. Right, so, well, then I just went on Twitter and everyone was sharing these pictures of the flash forward. I was like, wait a second. And I had to wait a little while till it was uploaded onto the flash forward onto YouTube in like some grainy quality. So, for, so you didn't even it. get the scene with, Cam- I, I assumed you got the scene with like Camila and Luke and like ending with the welcome to the boiling Isles, watch your step. No. You didn't even get that. It ended. It here. literally ends. It literally ends. Um, I, when Lou starts talking about like, uh, when the Titan had finally passed on, that's when like the credits start yeah. rolling at the bottom. That's wow. for me. Okay. And, and then it's like, then after like string bean brings her the hat, you know, and she's standing up there near the water. Um, like, but the next chapter is just getting started. The end. Disney TV animation logo. Oh I'm so over. sorry. I guess uh-huh. I guess that is when we started getting into the extended runtime. I guess I guess yeah. that's why they were like on TV. They were like, "Well, that's all you get. That's all she <laughs> <Bye-bye>. wrote." <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not. And my first thought, my first thought was literally like, "We didn't see V." <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it is. I mean, I will say this. This doesn't spoil anything about the Amphibia finale, but like when they aired it, like they there were these extended credits that were not included that then I remember were shared on Twitter after that then were just like and, and they're not, you know, they're, they're more just like, you know, still images that were still very powerful. But like still, it was this thing of like, it wasn't included. Why? The one time. It reminds you know. me of how it's on television. It reminds me of how Gravity Falls. It had a three part ending and the third part uh, in reruns gets cut up into two episodes and Alex tells the story of this little boy who was watching the ending for the first time and how it got caught uh, got split into two but the last part uh, of it didn't air so the little boy thought that the ending of Gravity Falls was Bill erasing the um the (gasps) the sigil glyph thing I can't my brain's gone for tonight we've been recording for three hours cipher wheel wheel. thank you yeah Um, yeah he, the little boy thought the ending yeah. of Gravity Falls was Bill destroying the cipher wheel, and then it all fades to black. Uh. <laughs> he thought that Bill just <laughs> killed them all. That's terrible. Grammar Stanley, and then yes. they died. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. What a tragic ending. But no, but not the case. <laughs> um, okay. So when we get this flash forward. Uh, we see Lou says this 
writing scholarship and there are a bunch of nice photos. Uh, Luce and V graduating together. I thought that was probably my favorite yeah. one. Uh, yeah, Camilla... I love that it's a writing scholarship. So true oh, of you, Luce. Same. From one writer to another. Good Bri- for you. Brian and I, Brian <laughs> yeah. and I were so happy uh, with this. Of like, yes, writers unite. Yeah. Re- representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we saw, I mean, well, Ida showing Camilla uh, apple blood. Yes. Oh, that was very fun. King. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hootie and King and Ida playing catch <laughs> together. There's so much, and we see this from the Thanks to Them episode. There's so much more history and character that's communicated through yeah. pictures that cover gaps mm-hmm. of time we didn't get to see. Very clever. Yeah. Good usage of, Absolutely. of every second, every frame you have. Yeah, we find out that uh, Luce is going to the, the Boiling Isles University. We also see she has Amity's yeah. little moon necklace. Very nice yes. little touch. It's a, uh, it's a great fake see, out. Yeah, another like, thing we see. Oh, you uh, haven't seen them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen them in so long. Saw them last week. Very nice. Yeah. Another another fun picture we see out in the hall is V playing baseball. Yeah. It made me happy. <laughs> we, uh, we love a, a, we, a, we love sporty royalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh, I love I love V. V is great. V gets the one line great. in this episode. Uh, sends Albert off. All right, like go get the others, and the portal door is like collector portal door. So I wonder. Well, there are a few things it could be. I mean, either like uh, the collector is just like, yeah, I'll do it, because I think the the thing we all kind of know in the background is like, oh, King is a Titan, so like King's blood could easily be used to make a portal. And they, like, you know, easy, easy peasy. Um, or maybe they just had so many options that it's like, or the collector could make one, and, like, that works too. I I assumed that the collector uh, was, like, as, like, you know, recompense of, like, I did something bad, I want to help you, I'm going to make this door for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that sounds be. good. I like it. I like that for sure. Uh, and then, you know, we kind of go through everyone. We see Willow playing Flyer Derby. My girl! We see Hunter uh, carving Palisman with, yeah. with Dell and Gwen and the Bat Queen. And he's got waffles on his shoulder. I loved that that was Dana's first tweet <laughs> yeah. after the finale. It was like, for those of you asking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Uh-huh. And we also got all the Hex Squad has uh, their Flapjack tattoos. Oh. I thought that was yeah. very cool. Because one funny thing that occurred to me was like, if someone really wanted to, they could take the lesson from the Owl House and the sigils that tattoos are bad and they corrupt you and they're going to kill you. So you should never get a tattoo. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I would have have never thought of it that way, but that's funny. So I like that they also have this positive tattoo representation. (laughs) (laughs) Representation matters. Representation matters. matters. (laughs) And we get these... uh, That's great. The The theme is also amazing. Yeah. I, th- I think Dana oh, the said music, like, yeah. like it made her cry when like she heard it. Yeah. yeah, the interpretation of the theme, and it's like, yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of this section was uh, well, I did love Harpy Lilith because this is one thing we talked about. Like, why can't Lilith turn into a harpy? So now we know that she learned how. Um, was Alador and company figuring yeah, out? I was gonna remove. say. I loved that that yeah. they find, and I like it. Kind of feels grounded in a way. The moment with Darius. Don't forget the moment with Darius. Come oh on. yes, your honor? That as well. Good stuff. Your honor. Um, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Once again, it's like uh, you thought this would be a gay ship that would never be canon, but here but you maybe. go. <laughs> but maybe. Well, a little parting uh-huh. gift. <laughs> yeah, parting just, gift. That's I a good just, way to put it. I love that Darius, kind of has a thing for this just 
man that has he's got nothing going for him. I love that. I think it's very funny. He just solved yeah. the glyph crisis, or not the glyph crisis, no. the uh, sigil crisis. <laughs> Pretty attractive thing to do. Yeah. Oh, Maria froze. Oh no! Did we lose Maria? Uh-oh. Oh, I think that might be it. I don't want anyone else to go away. Uh, <laughs> wait, oh, why would you wait, say that? Is Maria I'm trying back? to get back. Oh, by the power I'm of the so Titan. sorry. Oh my goodness, wait, Maria's I don't back. know how that happened. <laughs> Couldn't keep me away. That's that's incredible. I, I, I was I was wow. with Papa uh. Titan. He he brought me back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. So what I was gonna say about uh, removing the uh, sigils. I like it feels grounded in a way that it took four years to develop the science to actually undo the damage. Yeah, earned. We've got uh, took time. we've got an exchange program here with the human realm, which is an entire other can of questions that I don't feel like diving into. Um, we have uh, <laughs> a hoodie motif on Ida's headmaster door, uh, and at first I thought that oh, is this like another hoodie? Is this like a hoodie relative who's like maybe more serious. Um, but I think it's just like a carving. <laughs> no. I don't think it's an actual creature. No, I don't think so either. Mm. But, but uh, congratulations on, on, to Ida on really ascending in terms of his school yes. status. Yeah. That was cute. Mm-hmm. That was nice. I... It will be her way. And it's wild magic. Yes. It's wild magic. I, I yeah. love that mm-hmm. through, you know, loses loses i'm so tired loses like titan powers she didn't give ida back like a hand like there was nothing that came back of of ida getting like regrowing that hand through magic or whatever that like oh Mm -hmm. she has a hook now i love that i just it's perfect it's great yeah yeah i love that as well and i also i do like this is kind of counter a little bit to what you were saying earlier maria the the fact that like they don't really they don't try to erase the history of Bellows, because like wild magic is a term that he made up, mm. uh, and they still use that term. Oh, it's been reclaimed. Yeah, it's been reclaimed. Because yeah. really, it's just magic. It could just be school of magic, but they use the term wild magic mm. uh, as you know, kind of like this powerful uh, term, I guess. It, I mean, it clarifies that things have been set right. Because yeah. why else would Ida would not accept that position if 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 it wasn't on those terms, right? You know. And then it's time for. Uh, the King Sanera. I I loved the detail. Which did we... I loved the detail. First yeah. of all, that King's like gonna... little badge that was originally like the the like uh, glyph maybe I don't know. Yeah, I guess like maybe glyph combination that hid him from the collector. Now just says KC on it as either some thing either means like King Collector or probably just King Clothorn. Um, or maybe it means mm. King Sanera. I don't know. It, it was so special to me because it reminded me. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Maria. Uh, well, I had two things. One, the the Casey could just be like many different interpretations depending on who you ask. And two, mm-hmm. uh, did we skip over Am- Amity, or did Amity happen while uh, I was with King? Oh Bell- yeah, I totally skipped yeah, over uh, Amity and King Lilith, Bellows. Yeah. Jesus Christ, King, King Titan. Bellows. <laughs> I'm so tired, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Amity. Yeah, Amity. Everyone's rocking their new looks. Put yeah, it that way. I love it. I, I literally had her hairstyle for many years. Yeah, I kind of did. I skipped um, through a lot of the flash forward a little bit because and I know now we're on a bit of a time crunch maybe. But yeah, so one thing I noticed, so with this King Senera, one thing is that the portal yes. door, 
now goes like straight to the front of the owl house. So it's like, it's not a separate portal door. It's like the front door of the owl house where Hootie used to be. And now kind of just lives out of Lilith's bath backpack is like the portal door. And I assume it can be like turned off and on. So you can just walk into the house normally and not into the human realm. Mm, I, that's I hope really so. Cool. Well, yeah. Well, something that I, sure. I want to say about it in general is because this reminds me of the Reddit AMA that Dana did two years ago where it was like, someone was like, oh, will there be any birthday celebrator in the next season? Like, is Luz going to get to celebrate her quinceanera? And Dana was like, well, it depends on if we get a season three, to be honest. And I, I kind of had forgotten about that. I was like, well, I guess it's just not going to happen at this point. They ran out of time. But for it to have been made, and apparently it was like kind of like this running gag, I guess, among cast and crew that they were saying of like, if they could get to do it and it was just very they felt very happy and honored and it was special that they they got to work it in and it's such a such a creative last scene because it does kind of give you a little bit of that last fish out of water comedy of like they don't know how it works but it's okay because they care so much you know like it's such a sweet note to end the show on mm -hmm. very unique very inspired the whole finale is inspired it's amazing it truly is yeah yeah and this is where you find out King has his own uh, glyph language. Um, then the yeah. collector comes back, visits, puts on a little light show, and the one, two, three, bye, and everyone waves. That's how it ends. Bye! bye. Yeah, which, yeah, has, has sort of been a thing in a couple of Disney TVA productions, but it really became uh, recurring in the Owl House, so yeah. it's sweet to see it be the, the goodbye. All right, so now can um, we talk about Hootie now? Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so, I mean, obviously Hootie didn't talk, um, but Hootie he was in the He did get Titans to say eye. surprise and bye. Yeah, yeah, Brian. Say. Okay, we get it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I was in that. Yeah, that is something that Dana mentioned in the post hoot. Uh, and another thing Dana mentioned in the post hoot was Hootie did deserve more. And I'm sure Dana, you know, of course, has uh, many wishes of what might have been if the show got were able to be a little longer. The other interesting thing she said uh, was, third Bill, you got it right about something yes. in the offhand comment. The hootie hole theory, yeah. Yeah, the hootie, man, I love that video. And I think everyone seems to agree, including Bill himself, who made a video like, Dana said I was right about something, let's figure out what it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That, the, that it was this idea of hootie being a tapeworm of the Titan, kind of like, uh, yeah. like a parasitic growth on, on the Titan. I did find funny... That when Luce was talking to Papa Titan, she didn't have an instinct to be like, why is Hootie in your eye? Yeah. And I feel like that'd be hard to ignore. But anyway, so this idea of Hootie being uh, a parasite, we've talked a lot. A lot of people have talked about like Hootie has probably like been around for a super long time. What if Hootie was there when like Caleb and Evelyn were there? Um, but that kind of mm. is, seems to be contradicted by the fact that Hootie like doesn't seem to remember any of this stuff, never mentioned any of this stuff, and also has said in an episode, like, oh, Ido raised me, you raised me, you found me, I turned out fine, was a joke that he made in um, a season one episode. Um, and also, now we know the fact, probably the same Hootie, was, like, born out of the Titan's eye, possibly while the Titan was still alive, or if not, then maybe a very long time ago. And I was like, so things aren't adding up. And then, what Dana mentioned in the post-hoot, when someone asked about King's Tower, which we saw in uh, Echoes of the Past in early season two, uh, where mm -hmm. Ida found King and like took King home, uh, she said, oh, the plans we had. 
And she thought, she thought, she thought about like, okay, what can I say? What do I not want to say? Just in case we get to tell these stories in the future somehow. What she said was, the tower is related to a character we all know who now may have amnesia. And I was like, amnesia? Hootie, it, it's got to be Hootie. Hootie's got to be the one with amnesia. Yeah. If all the signs are yeah. pointing to he's lived so long and doesn't remember it, I mean, I don't know how he would have gotten amnesia, but the idea that he was like, you know, born out of the Titan's eye and like chatted with the Titan, like while the Titan was alive, living in his eye, and then somehow forgot about it by who knows what. Um, and then maybe even, you know, was taken to live in the Owl House in like, you know, Dell's old shack, as he called it. Um, which Caleb and Evelyn, we know that they had kind of a thing for birds and a thing for owls. Like the Titan blood vial had a little owl on it. Dane also, they like bonded over birds and flapjack and stuff so that Hootie lived there, maybe got amnesia again through, through who knows what. So I think it's Hootie as like, therefore something to do with like King's tower as well. But the only, the other theory that has me thinking is someone said, Oh, maybe it's the bat queen. Because one of the very few times we've seen the Bat Queen, mm. and Luce asked her like, "Oh, you were a palisman, like who did you belong to?" And she said, "It's been so long, I don't remember." So the fact the Bat Queen has oh. explicitly mentioned like not remembering something from a long time ago, it's like, hmm, Quick, that could get be Isabella it. Rossellini on I've, the phone. I have seen yeah, theories uh, that the Bat Queen it was a palisman of the Titan. Right. So. Mm. I th- yeah, I think that's that's quite a popular theory, and that would go very well in line with the Titan's palisman. Protecting King, protecting the Titan's child. So. Compelling. So, yeah. I I, I hope Mm -hmm. we do get to see that story at some point. I feel like whether it's... I don't know if we'll necessarily get it in animated form, but perhaps a a comic like Gravity Falls. I don't know. Something. That would be nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even Mm -hmm. if it is just Dana Terrace's personal Tumblr, I'll eat it all up. Nom, nom, nom. (laughs) <laughs> mm, mm. yeah think that is one thing that dana was very adamant about in the post hoot was like but now that the show's done like everything i say is basically just a head canon if it wasn't confirmed um so like and like i'm i kind of uh, i kind of agree with it but part of it is like you did construct a story in your head that did inform what yeah, you put on the screen yeah yeah so like, yeah no, I appreciate mm-hmm. the sentiment of that because it's the idea of like mm-hmm. the art is now released out yeah. of the world. It doesn't belong to her. It belongs to everybody. But like, also, I I would listen to everything yes. she says. Yeah, but, but like, if you say something <laughs> happened, then it happened. Yeah, you know? right. I know she's right. just doing it exactly. for people that you know make fan art and fan comics and and fan fiction and all yeah. that. And just like you, can, this is part of your story now. I'm giving it to you. But also, like, you are the creator, and we're gonna listen to you, bud. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice to let them all participate in it. But like, I mean, listen, we'll we'll just have to call it like it. Like Disney TV has had a lot of amazing finales, and I don't know if it's just a recency bias on this. I don't think it is. I think this is the greatest finale that they've done. I think this is an amazing. I would have to agree. At least of the ones I've watched. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I've seen a lot, and I've really enjoyed all of them. Like, and but this is just on another level. Like, it was so mm-hmm. powerful, so perfect. Yeah, and the message, totally the message agreed. of Luz finally letting go of her guilt and absolutely you know, perfect, loving herself is just incredible, perfectly realized. Mm-hmm. Just no notes. You know, there is like a slight frustration about 
oh, I wish there was, I wish we could learn more about this. I wish we could learn more about that. That's kind of inevitable. Like um, Dana mentioned, they really wanted to do an episode, another one diving into Ida's past a little more about um, the owl beast curse being the reason she carved Owlbert and wanted an owl palisman. Um, Mm. About like what she did that first time she found the portal door and like ran through it and escaped into the human realm. And that's one thing she basically did confirm was like, because and uh, she ran away from home basically, when her mom was like, "You have to get the the curse out of you by by any means." She like ran away from home, found the portal door, and like escaped into the human realm for who knows how long. And one thing Jaina said right. was she went found that that the old shack, and it was like even more downtrodden and like broken than it was than we saw it. And over the years, Ida actually like built it back up, built it together. At the same time, she was like building the owl house and fixing that up. Um, and there are, you know, all kinds of like cool things like that. Like, cool questions are like, oh, what's more of Ida's backstory? What's more of King's backstory? What's more of Hootie's backstory? And I think I'm at the point now, it's been like a little over a month since the finale released. Uh, I've come to peace with not having answers. And I've yeah. come to yeah. peace with with being like, yeah, the, the big part of the show is still a mystery. And it, it leaves you in a place where your imagination is still running wild. And I think once yeah. the the the... If the frenzy settles down a bit, you can be satisfied with having some things you you still don't know. Some ambiguity, some mystery left. I mean, that, you know, we'll mm-hmm. never get all the answers, but the story it, was It told. just means that there's more magic for us to find. Yes. Yeah. A new language to write. Ah, there learn. you have it. I think yeah. one of the observations about this season I'm very proud of is the thanks for watching uh, message. Yeah over the because of season one know the message a witch loses the true way season two uh uh seek the key fear the lock and obviously they have you know some kind of overarching meaning about what happens that season and thanks for watching the instinct is like oh it's like a message to the fans whatever and i think watching and dreaming revealed that it was actually extremely relevant to the story and to papa titan watching not just king watching loose mainly and using that watching to have the knowledge to entrust Luce with the power. Uh, and and the, to, he was thankful to her for everyone who was kind to his son. Yeah. Yeah. He mm. was thanking her and she was thanking him for watching. Yeah. Yes. 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 And of course, giving her the, the power that she needed. Yeah. A mutual thanking mm-hmm. and watching. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, very i've thought this all throughout the owl house that there's this kind of cool subtext about the environment and climate change and like you know respect for land in general because like you have belos disrespected the land and so the land retaliated against belos the land like the titan being like the personification of an environment you know and the and, rain you know, the rain and the rain them. yeah and the rain is yeah exactly that as well and i mean you know we see that in real life very often they're like when you di- when the environment is disrespected, it retaliates with like you know natural disasters and floods and storms and stuff. And then Luce, on the other hand, respects the land, and then the land respects Luce mm. and helps her out. Or or just just mm. karma in general. Um, personal story. Uh, I grew up with um, this land behind my house that had a, a few unmarked graves, and during a big tornado storm, all of them got opened, and um, a very horrible racist man down the street decided to like 
dig up all of those unmarked graves and just throw the bodies away and, and just all of that, you know, bullshit. And then two days later, he died. Oh. So, like, hey, sometimes karma gets you if you are horrible to not only, like, land, but also, you know, other marginalized communities. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's quite That's the crazy. story, I have to say. Yeah. That's yeah. quite the story. I have one last question I want to ask both of you. All right. It's, we've touched on this a little bit. It's kind of my tradition at the end of these episodes to close out with the episode title, Watching and Dreaming. So we've talked a bit about watching. Why and dreaming? That's the fantasy element. We're talking about the the blend between reality and fantasy. And watching is the part you do that then is real, of course, and that's the way in which you could, you know, either like the spectating of Papa Titan or like how that's metaphoric for the consuming of the content, whether by reading a book or watching a movie or what have you. But then the dreaming is, yeah, it's, 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 it, can that be turned into reality? Like Luz dreamed that she could be part of the, the things that she watches and, you know, like these, these experiences that she hopes to have. And in a way, like it's sort of this uh, coalescing of the two things they they come together and 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 all the ways that we said it, it manifests he becomes the 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 hero that uh she always wanted to be the hero that she at a certain point thought stopped thinking that she could be but indeed became i guess that's that's how i would describe it um for myself whenever i first watched the episode my mind just went oh you know uh watching it has to do with you know uh papa titan and, and all that sort of storyline and then the dreaming just has to do with um you know the nightmare sequence and, and all the puppets but I, I think the they can be switched as well on their uh, heads um mm. with you, you know uh, to to add to what brian said uh, about loose dreaming for for almost all of her life of being a witch, being under, wanting to be understood, wanting to be loved um, by friends and family, just having friends and family. And that can be a big dream in and of itself because so much we as people just dream of like, oh, I want to be a big actor uh, or I, I, I want to work at NASA and, and launch a rocket. Some dreams can just be like, I want to get out of bed today and eat some eggs. You know, dreams can be little, dreams can be big. Um, and I, I think the best dream that all of us as people can have is mm. just sharing stories and being kind to one another. Wow. What a great ending to this episode and this whole saga. Yeah. This is a a, a titan-sized podcast episode i have to I'm say i'm so sorry <laughs> but i've i've no no i've i love it i'm i was totally expecting this and i'm glad that it happened um but i have one more spec i have podcast. one more special thing i want to still recording too no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have one more special thing i want to say um which is kind of Owl house related and that and it's about uh, Disney Channel Discourse and, and the future of, of this podcast, for the future, some might say. Um, because, <gasps> obviously, you know, I mean, I, I did this podcast about, like, July 2020 to April 2021 and kind of took a long break. And then when I uh, really got into the Owl House deeply in advance of Season 3, after Season 2 had ended, I started, you know, making those intermittent Owl House episodes uh, like this one. And a part of that is, like... Um, 
I, I'm general, like many people, I'm a, like a very busy person. And like, I already do another podcast once a week. I don't really have time to also do this one regularly unless it's something that moves me so much that I'm like, I can't not talk about this or I'm going to explode. And that's what the Owl House was. So I was like, I, I will make talking about the Owl House on a podcast a priority. Like I'll move things aside for it. And I'm thinking like, well, what else would that, what, what else would move me to, to feel that way? And I was like, oh, Phineas and Ferb, obviously. And Phineas mm-hmm. and Ferb is getting rebooted <laughs> next year. So I've decided that when Phineas and Ferb season five starts airing, I'll be rebranding into Danville Discourse. And this is going (gasps) to become a Phineas and Ferb reaction podcast. After every new Phineas and Ferb episode, I'm going to have on folks. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be a grand old time. So that's something to look forward to. It'll generate Danville discussion. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's my announcement. You heard, you heard it here first. We, hey, hey, yeah. Brian, we Brian heard and Marie it here. also heard it here first. I never told anyone that until this yeah, morning. Actually, we are the yeah, first. We, wow. Well, we will keep this secret wow. until death. And by death, I mean until this episode airs. Right. <laughs> okay. Very different things. Uh, and, by, and by horse, I mean Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so... so uh, would you to like to plug yourselves and talk about all the great things you do? Who first? Brian? Maria, you could go first. Okay. Um hi and bye. My name is <laughs> Maria Nance. Uh you might know me online as Nerdy Maria Mania. I'm on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, um, AO3. Uh I you also might know me from my podcast, Muppet Fans Talking. Where myself, my fiance Sprout, and our best friend Mary, we all talk about the Muppets and general Jim Henson related media for a very long time. We've been on a little hiatus, but we're we're getting back soon, which I'm very excited for. Um, I'm also a writer for Tough Pigs, which is the number one Muppet fan site for 20 years running, and um, I'm very excited for some articles coming out uh, about Muppet Mayhem. And what else? You can find me. I'm not going to dox myself. Um, you can find me in your dreams. No, you can't find mm-hmm. me. You, can't. you can find me nowhere. Uh, well, yes. Um, yes. Hi and bye. Uh, as as aforementioned, uh, been uh, a co-director and writer, voice actor on the web series and Adam Insanity, independent animated show about reality show contestants facing reality that's how i always like to put it um which is wonderful yeah. thank you um in addition to that i have a personal youtube channel where it's just it's just my name brian Koch. you could look up if you want to see analyses video essays about film tv animation all that all that good stuff stuff that you probably would be interested in especially if you've gotten to the end of this four hour long <laughs> titan sized episode oh. um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely animation is it's quite the passion for me, but but yeah. Maria, you have I, one I more forgot thing to, to mention. I yes, oh, I yes. forgot to mention. I also have uh, a personal YouTube channel uh, named mm. Maria Nance, where I'm also starting to do some media analysis of my own. Let's Ooh, go. very nice. The one thing I will plug is coming 2023, double life. My Hannah Montana parody album. 
You don't want to miss it. <gasps> All right. Fantastic. That's the end of that's the end of this episode. Uh, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Maria. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you in the in between. Bye.